All right. So it is uh, another week and some more Orange County Soccer Club to discuss with all of you. Um, although the season's over, we've gone through our awards. We still have some stuff we'd like to share with you uh, leading into we're going to review each of the players that played for Orange County this season and possibly give them a little bit of a of a grade or just sort of a, a review of what we thought of them. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. One to Godoy. He's found a great ball into Voltson. Plenty of time. He smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas in a Voltson. Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. Little handsy there. Crosses it. Pineda. The extra pass. Seaton finishes. It pulls down to his left and parrying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. Leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And he's got it! An equalizer and a winner in second half smoking time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on Facebook at orange and black soccer cast. How's it going orange County? Welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast. The first and only podcast dedicated to orange County soccer club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samore, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things, orange County soccer club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've stayed successfully dry in our nice little rainstorm. Um, winter is here, everyone. And I'm sure I'll You're get a bunch of stick because in the summer <laughs> I complained about how hot it was because it was like 115 and everyone was like, it's not hot. It's 115 and 50% humidity here. And Do now that. I'm like, oh, winter's here, and it's like 60. But it'll be like 22 <laughs> degrees when I land in Denver tomorrow morning. So that'll be winter, I guess. I, I don't know if we ever actually got to 115, Dylan, but I, I know it felt like it pretty pretty much because uh, for those of you see watching on the YouTube live stream, um, I record in my garage, which there's no air conditioning in here. And on, on those hot days, it was pretty warm, even at 8.30 at night. Um, yeah, we, we're getting a little bit of rain, which is a good thing for California. We always need it. I'm sort of bummed because I think it's going to cancel my uh, my work uh, soccer game. I, I, I play on, on a team at work for lunch break. We do indoor soccer. Uh, we made it to the championship game, which is supposed to be tomorrow, but it'll probably be canceled because it, it's played in a, a hockey rink, um, roller roller hockey rink, rink, which is outside. So a little disappointed in that. Thank you, Rain, for ruining my potential wonderful championship celebration tomorrow it's okay we can get some other people i'll get a whole gang on and we'll we'll all go and cheer for you the entire time it'll be just like an orange county game awesome <laughs> you know it's it, it's cool it's been fun um I, I play mostly goalie for our team un unless we uh build a big lead and then i usually will come out so that someone else can just sit back and not do much but i've only conceded one goal in the six matches we've played so far and um this week i've uh got two clean sheets as goalie uh, in our playoff matches. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Orange County sign him up. I know we don't have a keeper right now. Everyone is technically out of contract. They save for the three people we have signed. So uh, three uh, I'm, I'm not at that level. I wish that'd be awesome. Uh, 
maybe I should just for the heck of it go to the tryouts and but I think you have to be like under 27 for the tryouts and I'm way past that so uh, Dylan you can always try it I think at your age I think yeah. those are in January by the way should probably not finish this beer if that's happening but <laughs> um, but yeah no I, I mean we haven't played in a while we we're still coming back at you with more episodes a lot of uh, soccer podcasts sort of are, are already starting to take their breaks uh, we want to try and keep as much Orange County news information, just even nostalgia on you as possible as we go through this offseason. Uh, we may take a week off here or there as we you know get deeper into the offseason with, with not much news to go through. Uh, but we've worked out our schedule to make sure we can at least bring you something. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to start a little series. It's probably going to be take over three episodes here. So this week, next week, and the following week, uh, we're going to look at disgusting or disgusting, discussing um, – the players that played for this team this season, uh, everyone that suited up or uh, at least played in a match for Orange County, we're going to take a little look back at them, uh, discuss them briefly or in detail, depending on who we're talking about, and then try and see if we can come up with some sort of letter grade. We're going to go with like the traditional uh, grade you might see in school, either high school or even going into college level when you have some of those, you know, incompletes or withdrawals or um, whatever grades you might go in there. So, that's what we're looking to do, and then we'll just do like we always do, uh, looking to see if there's any good U.S. news or U.S. USL news. Man, I'm just stumbling on my words. Um, started too early on this stuff right here, Ballast Point. If you like what you see and you like us talking about you, hit me up. We can always uh, work out a deal with you. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it uh, if that works for you, Dylan. Yeah, um, but Ballast Point, no IPAs. Sorry. Let's get into it, Ray. I take it Dylan's not an IPA fan. I'm actually not a big IPA fan either. Uh, every once in a while, I don't mind um, you know, trying it out. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through the, the players. We're going to start off actually with some of the players that were on the roster at the beginning of the season but didn't finish the season with us for whatever reason. Uh, we'll go through what we'll do is we'll name the player we're going to talk about. I'll briefly go over any stats we have for those players, uh, and then we will um, – look forward to or i guess talk a little bit about them and then try and give the grades um so the first player we're going to actually discuss here is we're going to discuss oscar sordo uh, oscar sordo he was a defensive player for orange county i think he played right back if i'm correct uh, for the team um, he made seven appearances for the club playing in 544 minutes uh, the didn't score any goals didn't get any assists um Gratefully, he didn't concede any goals uh, or, you know, any own goals, and he got three yellow cards on the season. And then after those seven games, it was announced that he and the club had mutually agreed to part ways. Um, no further details provided, at least by the club or by uh, Oscar. Uh, and he was on his way, and I believe up at this point, he hasn't really joined a team, at least professionally, since then. So, um. I mean, it seemed like he was going to be sort of our, uh, you know, starter for this. I mean, the way he was being put into the lineup early on in the season, he seemed like he was sort of a lock for the defensive right side. Uh, but for whatever reason, he didn't uh, finish off of the season. Uh, Dylan, I, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are on how his performance was in the limited time we saw him. Yeah, and a returning player from 2017 season, but... I mean, it was the beginning of the season. I wouldn't say that necessarily anyone was particularly um, outstanding or noteworthy. Um, and Oscar Sorto definitely wasn't. Um, 
But I know that uh, I think sometime in October, um, Braden Cloutier uh, was talking with, I don't remember exactly what news source, um, but said that um, Sorto had gone to him and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and and as since hasn't hasn't joined professionally. Um, seems like he's just kind of been living life and, and playing soccer anyway. Um, kind of enjoying probably being in his mid twenties, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, it's we can't really say, oh, he's at fault for you know a, a poor performance at the beginning of the year. Um, his stats are are bang on average. Just about seventy five percent of the tackles he went for, he uh, completed. Won about fifty percent of his duels. Um, and Thirteen clearances, two blocks, eleven interceptions. Nothing crazy but again a really small sample size so um can't say too much about him other than probably his his biggest impact this year i think was uh leaving and uh as a result orange county picking up kevin alston definitely um definitely if you look at it that way um i guess a positive contribution to the team in that uh scenario i guess is if we're gonna i can't think of the right words there um you know early on the season uh you know i was a new you know this was my first full season of really following this club so i didn't really see what he did in the past um but you know he he's one of those players i think looking back at it he sort of was this youngster i think i forget if he came up with la galaxy uh, uh as a, a youth player with them so you sort of have some of that that belief or that thought that maybe he's going to turn into something unfortunately it didn't work out for him and it seems like i, I know uh, it's been discussed and we'll talk about it a little bit you know usl players don't make a lot of money um sometimes it's probably less than what would be needed to make to be able to you know i guess what you call a living wage uh especially here in orange county so maybe it is he just decided um, he gave it a try. The soccer thing is not really working for him. He's now in his mid twenties. Um, time to look elsewhere as far as finding, um, you know, a career and just maybe looking at doing something with the uh, uh, amateur team or something. Just play soccer for fun. So, um, do you have a a grade you would provide for Oscar Sordo on his short time with the team? Well, you did mention that you could um, you can go with a, a withdrawal, uh, some college grades there. So much like he dropped a uh, a college course before the uh, the W deadline, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with a uh, withdrawal there. Um, nothing nothing too special, but nothing nothing negative either. Yeah, I I don't think he really hurt the team when he was playing with us early in the season. Um, you know, he started pretty much every match he played. He started with us, and then. He was left off the roster for a couple seasons and then left the team. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd agree with you. A W on that would probably be the the grade to go with that. Didn't uh, didn't see enough, and he left early enough in the season where it didn't leave a huge impact. Uh, whereas if he would have left a week before the playoffs, then you're looking at, oh my gosh, our starting right back has left us with nothing now heading into the playoffs. So yeah, W seems like an appropriate grade for him. Um, moving on. Let's see. Who do we have next? We have uh, Nensel Silva, yeah. uh, who joined the team. I believe he was playing with Sporting. Uh, was it was Swope Park Rangers or something yes. in the past? Um, came over. He actually was a pretty, I guess, high-profile signing when you're looking at USL signings in this offseason, joining the club. 
along with other players such as Aiden Quinn. Uh, you looked at him and and he was again inserted not right away into the lineup, but he did break into the lineup and had a nice little string of of matches with the team. Um, he played in eight matches with the club in USL competition. He also played in uh, the U.S. Open Cup with the club. He did score one goal while with Orange County, picked up one yellow card, played 519 minutes in USL. He played 61 minutes in the U.S. Open Cup with Orange County. Um, he was one of those players, you know, when I first started watching the team early on the season, he looked decently exciting out there. Uh, you could see that he had at least some knowledge of the game and, and uh, you know, showing that he scored a goal in there. You knew that he could put the ball into the net. Uh, I talked about it, I think, last week or if not the week before that there was some chemistry issues that I would notice here and there between um, him and Thomas Anna-Volton It's some matches, especially there was one match where I just saw some pretty high-level yelling at each other. Uh Again, this is all speculation. I don't know if that impacted the uh, decision with his mutual parting with the club, but uh, you know, a sol- uh, he he was a solid player, I guess, when he was out there. Maybe underperformed in, in what was expected of him in scoring some goals for this this team. Uh, but again, you can't say that it was a horrible um, time when he was on the pitch. Dylan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um coming from a, a pretty successful season out in Kansas city and then not necessarily having the best beginning of the season with us. Um, I guess we have to keep in mind that orange County didn't start off uh, maybe on the best of foots either. We weren't as prolific as we were through the late summer, but um, a, a bit like Oscar Soto here, just nothing too special really. Um, had a good goal against the Galaxy, also picked up that card against the Galaxy, but nothing nothing really there to say, oh, we really missed out on him later on. Um, we had players who could fill that role, and we had Mark Segbers actually fill that role after his departure, uh, or after Selbel's departure, sorry, for a good portion of the season. And uh, I would argue I did a pretty good job. And then, of course, we had Darwin Jones come in and uh, fill that role Um as well so it's a bit like the oscar sordo situation i think where yeah you didn't really play too much um had a decently positive impact i mean he scored a goal that's that's noteworthy wasn't a game-winning goal but um as a goal nonetheless and as a as a creative attacking player that's what you'd hope for and then you know you leave five six hundred minutes into the season there's not too much to say um i mean if i'm going to give him a grade i have to give him another W. Uh, I think that's pretty fair. Um, and, and much like the club said in their press release, whatever comes next for him, uh, I have to say I wish him the best. Um, though it was a really small sample size, he looked promising. Um, so I hope you know everything works out. Wish him the best. When I, And I'm just trying to figure out, because I think this is another one of those players, just like Oscar Sordo. Um, he left Orange County. I don't think he's really joined with another club at this point, at least. Correct. Um, he actually went home. Um, he's he's been back in uh, Nigeria for six six months by, by this point, I believe. So you have to wonder, sort of, what what's going on there? Is is he one of those players again that has decided maybe soccer isn't for him? Um, he's still relatively young at twenty one years old. He's so young. I'm young. You you tell me every <laughs> week that I'm young. So yeah, he's young. Uh, he has you by a few months, but. Uh, 
Um, so I mean, it's it's one of those. I with Oscar Sordo, you look at it, he's in his mid twenties. I I know I think he's twenty four. It's still quite young um, when you're looking at the big picture of things. Uh, but I think a lot of soccer experts will go to the point where once you get into your mid twenties, you're sort of what you are. Um, in your early twenties, you still have a chance to maybe improve or or show something to people. So it's just it's one of those once again that's just uh, reason given other than a mutual agreement and we haven't seen him uh, join another club on that you just always have to wonder what's going on um young player you you wish him the best hopefully he can figure out if he still is interested in the soccer thing how to you know get back on a on a team somewhere and and play this game that all of us that follow orange county love um like you said didn't really show anything that you'd say yeah he didn't deserve to be there or he was a detriment to the team uh, so I'll agree, I'll agree with you on that and I'll throw a W and I think that's one of the reasons why I sort of gave that as an option is because you had some of these players that really, um, left before they got to leave their mark on Orange County, um, like we saw there. So next up, uh, this is the, probably the most difficult name to announce or to pronounce. Remember, it's like a Honestly. J sound at the beginning. Cameron will light you up. You, you know, I'm going to let you do it, Dylan. What's the name? All right, uh, Nicolas Chornamas. All right, there we go. That's probably as close as it's going to get. So we'll just refer to him at this point as. We should have just brought Cameron on for this episode just yeah, to be able to say that name. I'm going to, next time we get him on, I, you know, well, I guess it's pointless now, but I should have, when we had him on, just had him record that name. So anytime we needed to say it, we could just play his recording. Uh, we're not the eye tech to be able to do that. Uh, but he was a loanee, part of the wonderful. Um, agreement or, or affiliation between Orange County and LAFC where we saw uh, this young Argentinian uh, come on over and join us. Um, unfortunately, he didn't really make much of an impact either. He did play some matches, uh, played five in USL. He played one in the, oh no, he didn't play in the Open Cup, but he did play five matches in USL. Um, I believe he actually even started a couple of matches, which was very interesting. Um, somewhere in July. Uh, but he did not score any goals, didn't get any assists. He also did not score an own goal against us. Uh, he did pick up one yellow card, played 148 minutes for Orange County. Um, because of the limited sample size from him, it's difficult to really um, give him or, or, or review his season. Uh and the thing that was difficult is, is I don't remember anything just popping out to me as a play that he made or something he did throughout the season that says that was his defining moment. I don't know if uh, you have anything, Dylan, that you can remember from Nicholas. Uh, basically, basically no. Um, <laughs> and that's nothing against him. He just, you know, you've played what, like 150 minutes or something like that. Um you're not going to really have a big effect, especially when you're mostly coming on as a sub. Uh, he only started two of those matches and subbed off both of those times. So um, small, small impact, definitely. Um, I think it was just kind of a, a gamble on LAFC's part to see, is this guy going to be um, someone for the future? And then, I mean, that's a, a really valuable international roster spot in the MLS so him being uh, and no disrespect to him here but him being ineffectual at the USL level was probably enough for them to say all right well we'll have his um 
his contract run out and then he'll he'll likely probably end up back in Argentina um, uh, and back back at home to I guess make a a, a true professional um, impact. It's one of those things that um, we didn't see enough of him for, I th- or at least in my opinion, we didn't see enough of him where I'm like, we need to bring him back on the club for next season. Um, also, I don't think he showed enough for any real, any USL club to say, hey, let's bring him on. Um, it could be he might hang around and, and try out, or like you said, maybe go back down to Argentina and, and try his luck down there. It looks like LAFC uh, declined their option on him, so... Um, as of now, it looks like he doesn't have a team that he's with. And yeah, it's um, sort of uh, disappointing um, that he didn't get as much playing time. But uh, one of the difficult things, at least coming to Orange County, and especially once Orange County sort of found their key players, is we and we've talked about it, is we had a pretty solid midfield. Um, there was very limited chance for him to be able to break into that and uh, maybe gain or earn some minutes in there when you have players like Aiden Quinn, Christian Duke, um, Richard Chaplow, Koji Hashimoto, uh, all of them who probably, I don't think anyone can say he deserved minutes over those guys. uh, makes it difficult for a a young player that's trying to make his mark in U.S. soccer. Um, So I, for him, I'd have to go with an I, uh, incomplete. He was with us for the whole season, but really didn't show enough or didn't do anything where you can really judge him on on his performance and um, give him any kind of grade. Yeah. I mean, again, 150 minutes played decently successful in his, his pass rate <laughs> and the whole one shot he took for us um, this season, <laughs> you can't really offer anything um, kind of like showing up the first day of class, maybe the first week and then, and then not showing up after that point. Um, but you know, it's what happens. We had a really strong, like you said, we had a really, really strong team, and I, I would imagine it would be really, really hard to break into that. Are you opening a beer right now? I am, yes. Nice. Round two. You got to <laughs> get the tall boys. Um, Forgot to, then... to mute my microphone there. Yeah, but then they get all warm if you, if you know, when you're trying to do something like this and you're talking. Drink you're faster, not like man. Pounding. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm doing when I'm like talking. You, I'm, I'm just drinking. Like you, um, so. Um, did you give a grade on that? I couldn't remember. I think I agreed with you. Maybe a, maybe a W rather than an I, because he did technically okay. play less than Sobel and Sortho, but uh, nonetheless. But he never withdrew. Got to give him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> Fine. let's move on. Um, we had one other Loney that joined us from LAFC as part of our wonderful arrangement with that MLS club. Uh, Luis Lopez, who is a Honduran uh, international goalkeeper, uh, joined us on loan. Uh, he was with us for a decent little moment of time in the middle of the season when uh, Andre Rolls went down with injury uh, and then I think um, hung out for a little bit after that or whatnot. But uh, let's see, he played in five matches with the club, sort of took away any hope of Casey Byers getting a good little chunk of run there. Uh, he did concede six goals in those five matches. He did have two clean sheets, which, I mean, is always a good thing, but um, played 450 minutes. So in those five matches he played, he played the whole time. Um, Luis Lopez, uh, interesting one to discuss because I think we saw a big enough sample size to sort of see what he was and see 
uh, what he was, you know, going to be able to be for either us or even for his actual club, LAFC. Uh, show had a couple shining moments, but also showed some shakiness in goal, which is um, something that you don't want to see out of your goalkeeper. Uh, I can't remember who our opponent was, where I just uh, questioned some of his decisions uh, when he was giving up some goals. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Lopez, Dylan? Um, I have to say when they announced that he had joined us on a sort of emergency loan because of uh, Rawls injury that I wasn't, I wasn't pleased at all. Um, when we re-signed Byers, I expected that we were going to re-sign him as the number one and we gave him the number one Jersey and then Andre signed. And I was like, all right, I don't know who this guy is. He hasn't played a competitive match in over a year. I don't know what to expect. Um, Probably should have trusted the team a little bit more at the beginning of that one, but he uh, he proved his worth week in, week out there. And then he gets hurt, and I'm like, okay, well, this is why we have a second and and then a third goalkeeper. We we could have Cervantes kid out as well. And then we've got this emergency loan goalkeeper who comes in, and um, I think he's a bit eccentric for a goalkeeper. I think he's a bit aggressive, um, and I don't think it suits... Uh, any style of play, especially a modern style of play, particularly well. Um, any team that could press him on a on a ball back would would probably be pretty likely over the course of a season to pick up a few goals from him making mistakes. Um, and I agree with you that we saw enough of him. I think as a goalkeeper, seeing someone for five matches is going to be enough to to have a uh, determination of their of their level and of their talent. And he was called on a lot. Um, his stats aren't aren't amazing. Uh, they're not terrible, that's for sure. Um, and that comes with the ground of, hey, if you're rushing out to meet that guy 12 yards out in the box, then he probably has no angle left because you're right in his face. At the same time, uh, he was responsible for one or two goals. I mean, directly responsible for one or two goals from mistakes he made. So um, that was very frustrating. And yeah, I mean, that's my lasting impression. Uh, when Andre got back and, and was, was healthy enough to keep playing, I was, I was pretty happy. Um, I didn't think necessarily that Lopez was uh, going to be the right answer or that he would necessarily even challenge to replace um, Rawls or Byers for the, the, the remainder of the season. So you know, it, it happens. Um, just not my not my preferred style of a goalkeeper, and and the results really weren't there. The stats really weren't there to say that um, it was just my taste is poor um, necessarily that or necessarily um, rather that his his level was was not the same of Orange County's. So uh, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to switch a couple things up here because I know we had an order that we sort of had set before we went on here. But because we're talking about Lopez, I want to bring up Casey Byers because he was one of the ones we're planning on talking with uh, about tonight. Um, and then we can maybe just sort of look at our grades for both of those players um, at one time here. Uh, Casey Byers was our other backup goalkeeper. Again, um, like you said, Andre Rolls went down uh, mid-season with an injury. Casey Byers was expected to, I guess, be that one that stepped in there, but then we um, got Lopez from LAFC. Um, Casey Byers played in four matches uh, due to that. He did 
get two clean sheets, just like Lopez. And he did give up only four goals. So his average goal per match, one goal per match was better than what Lopez did. Uh, and in two less matches, he had equal amount of uh, clean sheets back there on goal. One of those matches he came into, um, he had to sort of come on as a you know emergency replacement when Andre Rawls got a, a red card that was <laughs> very, uh, I guess, for Orange County fans, a little controversial, knowing what we had seen previously from some other goalkeepers. But um, oh, Diego Strepo. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I, I got a little bit of a cold since it started raining or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you look at the the stats um, between what Casey Byers provided and what Lopez provided. Not, I, I don't see the great difference um, or the the better, I, and even just sort of the eye test. I didn't see anything that Lopez did much better or any better than Byers did out there. Um, so it makes me wonder, A, why, when you have your own goalkeeper that you can utilize, why are we using the Loney? Um, maybe has something to do with the, uh, you know, partnership maybe lafc is like hey we want you to play him if we're going to send him your way because we need to see what this kid has um but buyers when he was called upon was equal to lopez at least maybe a little bit better um in the eye test i think he was better uh, he did have that one bad performance um or against galaxy uh but i don't know if that was all the whole had a really <laughs> bad yes. game so yeah, but I mean, when I you he gets a pass a three, it it always looks bad on the goalkeeper. Yeah, um, I think that day, I mean, really the whole defense shut down. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna talk about people at blame, I remember Yosh <laughs> did not have a strong game there, and uh, Arali didn't have a strong game there either, and ended and up we were uh, too confident heading into that as as yeah. the podcast host. We were probably a little bit at fault there too. Yeah, I'm sure it's totally our fault, and not um, the defense just deciding that. <laughs> oh, hey, these guys aren't that good. And uh, we we worked against them a month ago, so we'll just sit back and relax this time around. Um, but yeah, we are man, we're off topic from the get go tonight. Uh, Casey Byers, um, <laughs> I have to agree. I like I said earlier, I was not pleased when Lopez signed uh, the emergency loan. I didn't really understand. I'm sure it was something to do with LAFC there, and probably wanting to see their what's third choice goalkeeper by that point, third or fourth. Um, get some competitive minutes rather than just being some uh, some training fodder but to say i mean buyers held his own uh when he was called upon and he was just warming up as he as he did throughout the game um when rawls picked up that red card for handling outside the box and then suddenly he's thrown into a middle of a really tight game and he held his own he wasn't challenged too much um, but did what was asked of him. Um, had had a little bit of a, a wayward experience trying to um, trying to get some passes off, but I think that just kind of comes with being thrown into a match. Uh, at least for me, I mean, God, the first time I play is is always a rough experience. Um, but but outside of that, the stats aren't necessarily the same. But he had a he had a good match against uh, Swope Park, and it ended well for us. And that was a pretty pretty big win i felt for the club so i mean when called upon he he was there and then even when he wasn't uh he was ready and i think that one experience of him coming on as a sub um with counting against 10 men and and holding the the advantage was enough to say 
yeah, he probably deserves, I mean, for the stature and the role that he filled, um, I would say I'd probably give him a, a B there. Maybe let's, I'll give him a B minus. <laughs> yeah. The, the game that it came on against Vegas, um, as a goalkeeper on the bench, you never expect that you're going to have to come to the match. Um, I mean, any pro you have to be ready for it, but I think goalkeeper is one of those ones where you pretty much know there's like little to no shot of you making it out there unless something happens like a red card or an injury like that, which again, rarely happens. Usually, uh, uh, I know usually goalkeepers will get the, uh, the benefit of the doubt from the referees, uh, in many situations there. Um, but, uh, the, the the times or the moments that I saw him out there and then comparing it to what I saw from Lopez, uh, I would have preferred buyers out on the um on the or between the sticks for the team. Um I will say with buyers I will go with a B. I won't I won't put the minus in there. Uh, he did enough to show that there's a reason why he's on the roster, at least. Uh, I know like you have mentioned in previous episodes when we signed him, you were looking at him being a starter. Um Luckily, we did get Andre Rolls, and I think Andre Rolls made both of us a believer in him. Um, Lopez, I'm going to probably have to go with uh, maybe a C+. Um, he did make a couple good saves throughout the, his limited time with us, but there were, like you said, some really questionable decisions uh, that he was making out there. And and there's a reason why it looks like he's probably not returning to Los Angeles next season. Correct. I believe they did uh, They did decline his option. Um so. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty bang on average. Uh, or uh, sorry, Lopez here is a is a pretty was pretty bang on average for us. So I think a I guess C is is pretty fair there. Um, had a few big saves that kept us in the match against Portland, but also mm, gave up a few <laughs> unneeded errors that led us to <laughs> concede anyway, yes. and and got caught out a few times and added probably a lot of unnecessary stress in our rockiest portion of the season so um yes. yeah pretty bang on average there but uh as i've said i mean how many times three times already in this podcast <laughs> I, I mean i wish him the best um you know he is a honduran international so that's is that your international most. team yeah um <laughs> definitely i was really hoping they were gonna really pull through and, and make it to the world cup but it didn't happen because you know i had him right there against belgium taking a super young vertongan to to the line somehow in a weird set piece situation where they would bring him up and he would score a, a bicycle kick top bins corner in the 95th minute. of. And by all means, I mean, any of these players we talk about any time in this podcast, we're not trying to say we wish them the worst. I mean, we really honestly will wish any of these players the best. For Diego. <laughs> well, anyone that suits up for us and, you know, at least, give something for this club. We're going to support you, whatever happens. I mean, of course, you know, there's some players that are like, okay, we don't really need you, but it's not like we're saying, Hey, we want you to end up falling on your face and not getting any kind of job and being homeless for the rest of your life. No, we want you to succeed in whatever you do. But part of what we do, we need to discuss what we see out there. And um, again, when we're talking about buyers, Lopez, I would have rather had buyers. Um, let's do this. Listeners, whether you're listening to us on the live stream or whether you're listening on the podcast, uh, how about you do this? Go ahead and tweet out. Um, who would you rather uh, have seen play more of the matches, Lopez or Casey Byers? Um, you can do that uh, by going onto Twitter, finding us, uh, finding us at the Twitter handle at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Um, 
or even go on to Facebook and do it or, or do it however you want to do. You don't even have to um, tweet at us. But um, anytime you tweet about our podcast, what I'm going to ask you to do too is use the hashtag MyOCSCPodcast. Um, sort of ties on with the Orange County Soccer Club hashtag of MyOCSC. You can just throw in the word podcast at the end of this and that way, at the end of it, and that way we can, um, you know, check out what you're uh, tweeting about the podcast. Cross branding here. It's a, it's a <laughs> modern business. All right, let's let's move on um, for time's sake, and let's go to actually a local, a local player who actually stayed on the roster the entire season. Ami Pineda. <laughs> Ami Pineda out of Santa Ana. He is a player that got to play not just in the regular season but also in the playoffs. He did make six total appearances. One of those a playoff appearance. He did score one goal with the club. Uh, that was one of our nominees for celebration of the year. Uh, anyone that was either at the match or watched it on the stream, you can know you you can just picture it in your head what was that celebration. You know, just fell on the ground, arms in the sky. You could see just the excitement in this local player. He did pick up a yellow card on the season. Um, played 213 minutes during the USL regular season, seven minutes in the playoffs, which I loved the fact that Coach Bl- Braden Cloutier um, got him out there at least for. Some port, uh, some portion of the playoffs. Um, it's good to see. I, I think fans like this guy, especially the ones that really, really follow this club. Um, glad to see that he got a goal. Got glad to see he got to play in the playoffs. Um, limited time that we got to see him, but uh, you know the fact that he made an impact in that limited amount of time says a lot. Yeah, um, we saw him a lot more in 2017 under uh, Logan Paws. Um... Um, but I think we saw him a, a little bit more of a, a defensive role last season, and then, um, from what I from what I saw of his college career, because we just go to the same community college, that um, he played a little bit more of a creative role, um, up there for the Santiago Kenyan, um, Hawks, and then we saw a little bit. I mean, at least those seven minutes. Uh, of the of the playoffs against St. Louis this year when he came on for Aiden Quinn that he was going to take that role. So, um, I mean, we've already said he didn't play too much, but he is a he is a fan favorite. He's always there having fun, trying to uh, trying to chip Casey Byers uh, during halftime during while they're trying to stay warm. Um, I mean, he's a local guy, and he's he's a he's definitely a USL level. Um, he's not the highest end of of USL undoubtedly, but he's also only 21. And I think he's got a lot of talent and a lot of, uh, a lot of potential. And so Orange County would be smart to, to hold on to him as, as kind of that backup or that rotation player, um, throughout the season. Um, his, his stats aren't necessarily anything, uh, spectacular or anything to, uh, to write home about if you want to use a, uh, a cliche there. Um, but, it was solid. Um, I, I have no doubt that had he played more, that we would either see the same stats or maybe even a little bit, a little bit better of stats. And of course, we saw against Tulsa that routing his first professional goal. Um, I mean, I think I've said probably four or five times on this podcast now um, over the over the season that I really love seeing him out there, um, having taken a class with him while we were uh, at the same school and. Uh, then seeing him play for for my favorite for my favorite team is is pretty huge, and so getting to interview him after after his goal uh, and his and the um, 
you know, people always recognize him. He's always happy to happy to see everyone. He still lives local. Uh, he's still in Santa Ana. I think he lives a couple couple blocks away from the the head of the CLC and and, and Blaine. So, um, you know, he's he's exciting and he's young, and I think we've got uh, hopefully more more to see out of him. So I, I'm I'm hoping they bring him back. Well, and it's awesome just to, you know, one of our things we always talk about is trying to support your local soccer team. Um, When you have a player that is local that is playing for your local USL team, uh, there's a big difference between USL and MLS. The, the, The players, the player fan relationship in USL seems to be a lot more there than what you have in MLS. MLS you almost have where you're just totally separated from the, from the experience as a fan. I mean, you may get a moment here or there where you get to see a player, but at least with Orange County, I mean, you, you've seen it as fans. If you've been at the stadium, the players make an effort to, um, you know, acknowledge the fans. Uh, if you're out there over in the supporter group, they tend to come out and, you know, it, at least this season, you know, they come out and um, share the love. Maybe that was an uh, Andre Rawls sort of started that. I don't know who did, but I know he was always one of the key ones out there wanting to show love to the fans. Um, so anytime you can have a, local player playing for your local team um it, it's a great thing to see and and the fact that he was able to make an impact and he's going to go down you know regardless of how the rest of his career goes he's going to always be known as he scored a goal for orange county soccer club um and and that's that's just a great thing to be able to to say i mean regardless of what happens going on in his career um he has he's scoring he scored a professional goal with uh, his local team that's awesome yeah, he's um, made it farther than i ever will um (laughs) and he's always i think people come to see him um you know he's always bringing his family regardless if he plays or not Um, people call his name from the stands and he always looks and waves and smiles and he's so happy Uh, he answered some offhanded question i'd asked him during the middle of the summer i don't even remember what the question was (laughs) while he was warming up um it might have been something about the world cup and he stopped for a minute and answered and i was just i mean if we're going to talk about sporting local <laughs> soccer, you're not going to get that at the MLS level. You're not going to get that as you wake up at four in the morning to watch your EPL team or your La Liga or uh, Bundesliga or Ligon team to, to start. You, you don't get that experience. And so that's something really special that that words necessarily can't accurately describe. And it, it's a wonderful feeling. And it's really nice to see a guy that's in your community. Um, doing something really really special and and being successful at it so um i mean he didn't play too much but i I have to give him a b here um i think he exceeded what he was asked to do um yeah he was he again limited play from from ami pineda um probably when you look at the roster i mean there's not really a lot of opportunity for him to be out there uh, I think maybe if you make a little bit deeper of a USL Cup run, maybe there's a chance that he gets to see some more action out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say a B or a B minus for him. Um, performed more than what you expected out of him, um, at least you know when you're looking at that roster. Uh, didn't do anything to make you feel like why is he even out there? I mean, I, I think legitimately fans were excited when they got to see him out there in the playoffs. Uh, and get a run out there. I know it's only seven minutes, but I think fans were um, definitely excited that he got that opportunity uh, to be out there in, in such a nice moment. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say probably agree with you. B B minus somewhere in that, that range. Uh, moving on. Let's see. Who do we have next on this list? Ooh, we're going to go to another 
a player that local um, fans would recognize, played at UCI, um, got his chant. Uh, Zot, part of it. Yep. Sorry if that was loud, uh, everyone. <laughs> Giovanni Godoy, uh, Giovanni Ramos Godoy, uh, played in 29 matches, um, but he was utilized mostly as a super sub for the team. Um, 29 matches, 200 and or sorry, 29 matches, 900 minutes, um, 18 minutes in the playoffs and 18 minutes also in the cup. So he played a total of what 32 matches for the team. He scored four goals, got five assists, one yellow card. Um, pretty solid season for a super sub there when you're um, playing under a thousand minutes and you're getting multiple goals and multiple assists out there. That's definitely a, a good thing. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe those stats aren't what you expect. I mean, if you just, if you don't look at minutes played and you see 31 games played and only, um, sorry, and only four goals, you're probably a little underwhelmed. But if we actually look about, oh, he didn't play that many minutes. He still was under a thousand minutes there. Um, then the, the story changes a good amount. And he was basically coming on to, to punish tired legs in the last, we'll say 20 or 15 minutes of, of matches through the year. Then I think that impact becomes a lot greater. And I think it's a little bit along the lines of someone with uh, someone like Christian Duke, where they are, they're running and they're chasing guys down, but stats don't pick that up necessarily stats don't chase down that or stats don't pick up that you chased a guy down or uh, held the ball in a, in a dangerous situation for another team stats pick up that you took four shot or you, sorry, you scored four goals um, and, and scored two inside and two outside the box. And, and that you, you know, you played 900, uh, 900 minutes over a season. So um, I think it was a good, a good signing for Orange County. I think he did his job well. Um, and I think he, you know, I think realistically the club probably signed him and said, Hey, look, you, your job is, is mostly going to be coming on as a sub. Um, again, he's another young player who's, I mean, obviously immensely talented. Your job is to come on and, and, and punish tired legs um, towards the, towards the end of a match. And I think he did that really, really well. Um, and picking up four assists along the way, including a really, or I should say, and scoring a goal that was a really, really special and a, a amazing goal in St. Louis. I would say he probably, I hope he's proud of a season. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the impact that he made. Um, you know, a few times we mentioned that we hoped he had played a little bit more um, and, and maybe seen what a full 90 would have given him. But if we can look forward to something, either him coming back and, and that same level, or something similar, then we're going to continue to see a, a really strong team. I definitely would love to see him back, um, especially with the thought that Enavolton probably won't be back with the club next season uh, if his you know aspirations come true and he becomes uh, an MLS player or maybe just decides, hey, I gave it a try in U.S., let's head back to Europe and, and do something. Um, I remember early on in the season, it was sort of him and Seton were sort of neck and neck with that super sub role. Um they were awesome to see coming off the bench. And like you said, go at tired players and, and take advantage of that. Uh, Seton sort of blew up midway through the season and, and worked his way into a consistent starter there. Um, if you're looking forward to next season, if you're able to bring back someone like a uh, he can sort of 
now slot in. If you have Seton slotting into the N of Elton role, you have Godoy that can slot into that Seton role and be that second option on offense. And and I think if those two players can get, you know, a full season together, they can have a similar outcome as what you had with N of Olsen and Seton, where you have a, a solid one-two punch in the, the front line there. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, but yeah, no, he, I, I, I look at his stats again, like you said, people will look at, he played almost the whole season and only scored four, four goals as a forward. That's not impressive. But when you look at it and break it down, yeah, he did play almost all the matches, but he was very limited in his minutes that he played. He was playing as a super sub out there. Uh, then you realize that yes, he was very impactful for this team and he filled his role perfectly. Um, I would have to give him probably an a minus as my grade uh, on this. Uh, for what he did out there. Um, I don't know if you gave a, gr- uh, a letter grade yet, Dylan, but go for it. Yeah, I don't remember if I did. Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with something like a B, a, a B plus. I'm a percentage like an 87, 88. I think that's about the All level right. that he was at. He did he did his job probably a little bit uh, better than maybe people expected. Um, definitely better than I expected. To be completely honest, <laughs> so, uh, Zaza Zaza, Gio. Zaza Zaza. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that you have this player that I mean, you you gotta. I, mean, I, I guess I won't even go there because you talk about um have to get a chant for a player. I, I think it took almost the whole season for Anna Voltson to get any kind of uh, chat or chance. August before we finally <laughs> decided on one. Um, but yeah, I guess with Giovanni, it was a little bit easier to you know he went to UCI, so just do that Zot 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 thing. Um, last one we're going to talk about before we end this episode or before we get into just sort of, um, other stuff is, uh, the, um, player that joined us, I, I believe he you know, joined us as part of the whole, um, Honda sort of agreement with the team or, or relationship with the team. Koji Hashimoto, uh, played most of his career out in Japan, I believe, um, but did join us this season. Um, his season was interrupted by injuries out there when he did get a chance to play he did show what he could do as a midfielder for the club uh he did only score one goal but that goal was an amazing oh, it was a free kick. that is a worldview right there <laughs> it was such a beautiful kick and and we it, it sucks because that was so early on in the season so you saw that and you're like great this guy's awesome he's gonna make an impact for us and then uh injuries derailed it and then you had some uh enhanced play from players like aiden quinn who maybe got off to a slower start at the beginning of the season when Koji Hashimoto went down, you saw Aiden Queen's Queen Aiden Quinn step up. Um, Christian Duke was a solid presence in the midfield there. Um, but Koji, uh, he played a total of 24 games for the club, 21 in regular season, two in the playoffs, one in the Open Cup. He did actually score two goals because he did score a goal in the playoffs as well. Um, and that goal was against Phoenix in a goal that hopefully was, we were hoping was going to get us back in the match, but unfortunately we couldn't uh, get over the hump there. Uh, played just over a thousand minutes in all matches combined. Um, was it like 970 in USL? And then he played one full match in the US Open Cup uh, again. So two goals, five assists, um, three yellow cards, just over a thousand minutes for a full season in all competitions. Um, I'll say maybe a little disappointing on the fact that he got injured and that limited his ability to make a impact on this team for a full season. Um, when he came back from injury, he was sort of limited more to an, uh, a sub role um, as opposed to playing bigger roles in the game, I guess. I don't know. Um, I definitely am sad we didn't get to see more from him because of the injuries. Dylan, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I got to echo that sentiment, basically. Um, that I, he had to have been almost 30 yards out for that free kick goal that he scored yes. against San Antonio, and it was inch perfect, never going to be saved. No one's going to save. No professional or amateur, I suppose, goalkeeper. No goalkeeper is <laughs> going to ever save that. And um, to do it from that range, just amazing. Um, I don't care if you score that one out of 100 times. If that was his one out of 100 times, then that was... Why not? Uh, got us going in that game against San Antonio and away from home at that. Um, I think we were unlucky to see him cut down by injuries so much. Um, he might be a little bit older than a good portion of the team, but he was still a, a strong, uh, strong player. I mean, when he's fit, he came on and he he made an impact. Um, obviously, we saw that that goal, which was basically just a poach um, against Phoenix. But even even beyond that, three assists isn't isn't too bad for for uh, just under a thousand minutes in a season, and and, and his stats are, are pretty decent too. Uh, almost eighty four, just under eighty four percent pass completion rate is is strong, and that's what you'd expect out of a, a little more of a creative of a midfielder. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the club does moving forward with him. Uh, he he is thirty two right now. Um, isn't necessarily physically imposing. He's he's pretty slim, uh, and not necessarily super tall either. Um, and there might be some worry on their part about maybe a resurgence of those injuries that or injuries or injury that kept him out this season. But I'm I'm happy with the work that he did for the club, um, and I think that again we were unlucky to have gotten such an abbreviated season from him. But uh, nonetheless. Please, please with what I, please with what I found from him this year. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed if the club found a way to bring him back next season. Um, part of something that can make a great team is some roster stability. Uh, so if you can find a way to bring back some of these players that um, had an impact on the club, um, you know, maybe, you know, wasn't the 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 top tier of player on the team, but someone like a Koji Hashimoto. Um, is is someone you can have as like one of those guys off the bench that can come on and make an impact. Um, again, we saw what he did with a with a free kick uh, from like I, I think like yeah, like Dylan said, like thirty yards or so out, um, upper left corner of a goal. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, I would give him a grade of a B minus for the season. Uh, and probably it's that that point because we could have seen more if not for injuries. So I know it's sort of hard. You're you're grading someone based off injuries and and whatnot, but uh, I mean, it's still a decent grade. I I I wouldn't mind getting a B minus in most of my courses that I take or have taken. You should aspire to be better, Ray. I'm gonna have to give him a B. <laughs> um, obviously, no one wants to sit out injured. Uh, otherwise, we would probably be talking about a really good. Um, season from uh, from Zach Kobayashi, and we probably would be seeing a lot less minutes from uh, Ramos Godoy or, or Hashimoto in that regard. Um, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I have to go with a B here. He did his job well, um, decently creative, played a like I said, a pretty abbreviated season, but was still a strong impact every time he came on. So that's uh, that's basically what I look for out of a sub, and he, he met that. No, definitely. I mean, like I said, I, I would love to see him back on the team. I know he's a you know a little bit older than most of the other players. I believe he's thirty two. 
Um, but well, still, I mean, when what was that? He's got a sick Prius too. He's like the most unassuming <laughs> professional soccer player you'll ever meet. Um, I mean, quiet, natured, really um, seemingly calm all the time, with the exception of him getting a hit in the face at the end of the season. And it's just that's the kind of older, level-headed professional that you'd want when you've got guys that are 21, 22, 23, um, we'll say 24, um, that might be bouncing around a little bit um, and and not really getting that full, um, like, weathered professional experience. That's the kind of guy that you want there to, to kind of drill that in. And, uh, I mean, his impact on the team might have been a little bit uh, more understated and, and showing that professionalism even when injured uh, and maybe even when not making as big of an impact as you'd hoped. It's a lot to get it's out one of, of him. Things- but that's, <laughs> I mean, interacting with him and, and seeing how he interacted with the team and in addition to him driving a Prius, why not? So if, if Ballast Point doesn't want to sponsor us, I mean, Toyota, jump on board. Dylan must love Prius because he mentioned you guys like four times in a row there in a span of two minutes. So <laughs> I would drive one. <laughs> if I can be a free Prius, by all means. <laughs> um, those are our, our grades we're going to go over for today. Uh, we'll get into more of the players next week. Uh, as we get into more of the players, we're going to get into some of the players that show that that have more to discuss and, and we can get deeper into what we saw there. Um, but we definitely will be doing that over the next few weeks. Um, let's do this. Let's talk briefly about any other soccer news that we have going on. I know uh, USL, they're having their league meetings in Florida. Dylan's going to be, uh, um, I'm going to be out there in the area, but he's not taking days. part or he's I'm not. Just there. Gonna miss it. Was it? I'm just going to miss it. I'll be out there in two days. I'm actually really frustrated about this fact. I would love to go and say hi. If um, only you would have known, you would have rearranged your schedule, find out there, said hi. Continued to be super awkward to Kelsey <laughs> and for for, uh, for Cameron um, or something like that. Um, but the other news that's going on uh, recently with USL is they've the players have unionized. Um, let's just talk briefly about that, Dylan. What are your thoughts on on the players unionizing? Is is it too soon in the um, grow or in the level of growth that this te- this league is going on to unionize, or is this the right time to do so? What are your thoughts? Um, I have to say, I think it's the right time to do so. I think we're actually seeing stability and money in this league um, that really hasn't existed in the past. I mean, we saw actual roster stability in a good amount of teams this season, and moving forward into 2019, we're seeing a continuation, a decent amount of continuation from that. So I think this is the right time for players to say, all right, this is we need to probably establish um, something about, I would imagine something about healthcare um, and and maybe something about wages as well. And, and for the league, I think it works out where they can say, all right, uh, the teams like Orange County and the teams like Phoenix and the teams, uh, although Cincinnati is no longer in the league and maybe like Louisville, you can't go and pay a guy 200K a year um, and that's just a, a guess that someone's probably making a good amount less than that. But you can't pay a guy 200 a year when someone on your team's also making 24000 So I imagine we'll probably see something like a lot of other U.S. professional leagues where there's going to be a salary cap and maybe a luxury tax on top of that. Um, and, a, and a minimum wage as well, which is a little bit more of a, a normal uh, workers' union idea. But I think it's a really positive step for the league. And, uh, and of course, it's players. So I'm excited to see 
how all the representatives um, play out and how, um, and this was talked about a little bit amongst the people of the BGN, but um, how different players um, from different backgrounds bring uh, different ideas and um, hopefully make it a, a nice, fair playing field for, for everyone, regardless of uh, their background or uh, as a as an international player or not. Let me say this, um, at least with soccer, uh, I hate a salary cap idea. Um, I get it. It's USL, second-tier U.S. soccer. U.S. is just sort of – U.S. just loves um, salary caps. They love parity in sports. Um, my, my soccer love is, you know, first was, you know, England. And, and I, I love the fact that you have, you know, your like four or five teams that are pretty much, you know, those are going to be the teams that are always going to be in contention. You the big uh, six. You have... <laughs> yeah, there's six, right? Um, that's Tottenham is the sixth, right? Um, not a place higher. Uh, you know, I, I honestly wish that, um, I, I, I I hate. I, I just hope that USL doesn't sort of fall in line with what MLS does. Uh, I get what MLS does, and I get why they do it for you know to because of the way they're built and the way soccer has failed in the past in the United States. Um, I I just don't like it though. I mean, I hate the fact that you are limiting what people can spend on players. Um, that restricts what you can potentially do to bring players if if you're willing to spend money on players and bring them in and whatnot do it i mean just i don't know it, it's hard uh i agree i think players uh, a lot of players in usl are underpaid so i get that the benefit of unionizing for bringing in or for stabilizing minimum wages of players i don't know i, I get it i get why salary caps put in place because if not then uh, franchises go under because the owners overspend and whatnot. Uh, it's hard for me. I wish there was more love for soccer in America so you could have more of that European model where it's, hey, if you're rich, spend the money if you want. Or you can be like, you know, hey, Tottenham Hotspur, they are one of the cheap, like, one of the cheap skates. Uh, you know, that's what they're known for being cheap skates in soccer. I mean, they didn't spend. They didn't bring in a new player in Europe, in, in England this past season, and it was a big topic. Um, so you don't always have to just spend millions of dollars to build a winner. Uh, I mean, Leicester City, a few years back, they won, and no one expected that. Um, yeah, I, I'd hate to see like these like salary restrictions come in. Like, I, I'd hate to see anything like what MLS does with like a designated player and all that other mumbo jumbo that they throw in there um i i hate it that's why that's one of the reasons why i don't follow mls much so yeah <laughs> i i mean uh, i gotta follow you I, I don't really care about the mls i think it's poorly run i think it's the greatest possible um microcosm for how u.s soccer works and how the ussf works which is a joke um but <laughs> yeah i mean i think the it's going to be overwhelming overwhelmingly positive what this um what this union creates so i'm excited to to talk hopefully to talk to a few of the players and union reps and, and see what comes in the next 
few weeks and uh, and months building into the new season. I mean, all power to the players to get what you can get out of it. Um, I just hope it again. I hope it doesn't turn into Absolutely. what we're seeing. I I hope it doesn't come into like MLS Junior or something like that, where it's all these rules that MLS has uh, put into place now join you know or come into play in USL and then sort of ruin this wonderful league that we have um, of USL soccer. Um, I don't know if there's any other major USL news. I know there's been many announcements coming from Orange County. Phoenix seems to be bringing back almost everybody, except for I think Chris Cortez has announced he's yeah, leaving. I don't know if he pretty big said where he's going. If you'd like to come home, because he is from Mission Viejo. <laughs> Chris, this is my personal invitation. Um, though I have no standing or money um, involved in the club. Please, by all means, come and join Orange County. Infuriate Dylan the will... 7,500 fans that your club sells out <laughs> your stadium with. Dylan will will set like uh, set out a hat somewhere like on Huntington Beach and bring out a guitar and just play randomly and hopefully people will donate money and he'll give you that money, Chris. I'm no committing one would Dylan give me money to that. for that. I am so bad. I am so bad. <laughs> um, what what else then? I don't think there's really any other major things to talk about. I know we'll probably have more USL news over the next few weeks with uh, more whatever. But yeah, I, I don't. I haven't read much, and there's definitely not much US or. Orange County stuff going on. So yeah, just some some roster moves. There's some um, MLS players that have been um, either released or their their contract options have been denied, which might be good pickups for Orange County in the next few weeks. So we'll see uh, where that goes. Um, but like we talked okay. to James Keston in the last few weeks of the season, he said we are a team now that people call, uh, players are calling and asking um, for a chance to to come play in Orange County. Um, it is a wonderful place to live. The weather's bring great. Back Andre Rawls, and we're good. Sanders. Yeah, and bring back Andre Rawls. Um, yeah, and and Mark would make a uh, Mark Segwers would make a wonderful creative contribution as well. Um, but before I um, how to run their job, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Oliver Weiss can do his job quite well. He's been doing it for a while, so I'll leave it to to him for that. To the experts. Um, let's go to this. Let's get to our final closing statements here. Closing. We're not in court. Um, a random thought of the of the episode. Uh, yeah, closing statements. Um, anything random you want to discuss, Dylan? Yeah. Um, a big shout out to one of our listeners for DMing me on Instagram and asking for literature recommendations because they forgot about what I had recommended. So it's nice to hear that maybe someone wants to read. Um, and with that in mind, I would like to recommend this week a very very short. Uh, non-fiction short story which is uh, David Sedaris's Jesus Shaves um, it is the Christmas season regardless of your beliefs so something about Jesus um, shaving rather than saving um, so I hope you enjoy that uh, let me know if you do read it and if you do enjoy it or if you hate it by all means let me know I won't be offended other than that um, man, I don't know I'll be a uh, across the street from the uh, USL headquarters in two days' time. So if you've got any ideas for that, uh, DM me, and I might deliver a handwritten note or something, at least as far as I can get before I'm sure security kicks me out of the building. And other than that, I, I should... hope you all have a lovely beginning of uh, of winter. You should find, uh, when you go over by the USL headquarters, find their flagpole, take it down, take off the USL flag and put an orange, put an orange uh, flag. flag up there. Yeah, so what if anyone from the club is listening, um, if I can get one of those like 
either expressly delivered or if I can come pick it up at the office, please, uh, please let me know, and I will do so. I need to get one. I need to get one to hang behind me when I'm doing these podcasts. So I don't have this garage door back there. Um, let's do this random thought, right? I'm going to throw out a literature thing to you. I'm going to recommend. Uh, I'm going to recommend a, a, an amazing book by a gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham. It's about this annoying guy named Sam that just wants to force green eggs and ham down some dude's throat. Uh, the dude just refuses, 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 decides, okay, I'll try it, and just falls in love with it. So if you want something to read, read that. That's an amazing book. I, I read it when I was like, what, five years old, and I just fell in love. And, and we'll always... teach you about not not judging things <laughs> and having an open mind, which I think is a always an important lesson. Is it okay for us to like quote book quotes or, or parts of yeah. a book on a podcast? No. I don't know. I don't yes. want to ruin it, um, but I will not eat them. Sam, I am. I will not eat those green <laughs> eggs and ham. <laughs> so let's do this. We're going to do a competition. Read Dylan's thing, read my thing, or just go on and tweet. Who who had the better recommendation, Dylan or myself? Um, again, hashtag my OCSC podcast. Say you just have to put, you know, or just tag Dylan and I on there and who you thought had the better recommendation this week. However you want to do it. We're as unprofessional as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd somehow, be awesome Dylan always recommends all these amazing books and I throw out green eggs and ham and I probably if I win that it's a good book freaking awesome yeah no, but it's hey, an amazing book we're super unprofessional and for some reason we're still a part of the BGN which you can find on Twitter at the BGN FM no, or the website no, the BGN, BGN. yeah or the website BGN. the website is FM. BGN <laughs> let's get it right Dylan I've had more beers than I'd like to admit for a Wednesday night so let's get it correct you can follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM or go to their website, bgn.fm, um, to find our podcast, find a bunch of other podcasts out there. They've uh, recently added some more podcasts out there. Check it out. See what they got. Uh, amazing things to listen to. Um, oh, Angels on Parade. Check them out. Uh, Alicia does an awesome job. Oh, um, guest of the year, Alicia does an amazing job uh, covering Orange County Soccer Club and LAFC, if you are interested in that stuff as well. Um, you can go out there, angels and angelsonparade.com. They're part of SB Nation. And SB Nation is a great place to go if you just want to find information about almost any uh, sports team, at least in America, and some other um, stuff going on. So, But support your local team. I mean, if you're listening oh, yeah. to this podcast, you're probably supporting your local team. So good on yeah, you and sure. continue. And if you're not, uh, uh, come out to Orange County again. I'll buy you a ticket and a beer. Ooh. Look at that. Dylan's offering a ticket and a beer. <laughs> So if you want to take advantage of Dylan's offer, he's offering you guys a free ticket and a free beer, and he didn't limit it. So it can be as many of you that want to take advantage of this. Dylan, I'm throwing you under the bus right now. Um, hit us up on our Twitter. Again, hashtag, hashtag my OCSC podcast. Uh, maybe Dylan won't be able to go to classes next semester because you're going to take away all his funding for classes because he threw this wonderful, amazing offer out to you. You don't have to go to some random shady site and get a, a website code or anything like that. You just text, say, hey, Dylan, I want to go to an OC game. Don't text me. DM me. <laughs> or not. Message me on Twitter. Tag me on Twitter. I should give away me. Dylan's text number right now. No, I'm just do not about. give away my phone number. <laughs> I love <laughs> um, I'm not going to give you an offer like that. If you want to come into the match, buy a ticket yourself, buy your beer. Come out First hang out five with people the... only. Oh, no. If I'm drunk, I'll buy you a uh, some more people beer so we'll see what happens we scared dylan right there he was he had to throw on the uh 
the disclaimer. You, you, Sorry, you know guys. You like, I am still at the end of the day a college student, so. You know, when you hear like a, a commercial for like insurance and at the end they have to have like that guy that talks super fast to give you all the so like. Yeah, uh, first five people only. Oh, one last thought. If any of you follow me on Twitter, which is always a wonderful time and I would highly recommend it. My college, Santiago <laughs> Canyon College in Orange, California, their women's soccer team did just win the California Community College state finals. So they are the uh, women's California Community College state champions. Um, they won 1-0 against Lake Tahoe Community College on Sunday in Ventura. It was wonderful. And that is my little shout out to them, though I am biased and I've been working with them for the last... You're like the video guy for them or something, right? 24. Yeah, I've been filming the game so they can do tactical things with it. But uh, yeah, big congrats, big congratulations to them. And uh, there's soccer that can be found everywhere, not just a champions or championship soccer stadium, whatever it is. No one seems to really know. There's soccer everywhere. (laughs) Go out and look, go out and support. It's well worth it. As we always do, we're just rambling on about stuff here at this point. Um, Let's go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> let's go ahead and end this here so that way we're not going on to a two-hour podcast here uh, i want to thank all of the listeners that return each and every episode for listening to us especially you andy thank you for listening to us anyone else that listened to us as well thank you for listening to us we appreciate it thanks for coming back each and every episode if you're joining us for the very first time you can check back our old episodes uh, on your favorite podcast provider or go to the bgn.fm to find all of our past episodes um, we appreciate it we always talk about old episodes if you want to hear what we're referencing go for it there um, oh, I got to get the uh, last little bit here ready. Uh, for Dylan, for myself, this is the Orange Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.